Welcome to the Velip Tech Tuesday Unbox, where we unbox the latest and greatest in DevOps. I'm your host, Amir Shalem. Our goal is to bring you the most up-to-date and relevant information from industry experts. From continuous integration to continuous delivery, cloud to Kubernetes, logging and monitoring, and production use cases. The Tech Tuesday Unbox podcast is your go-to source for DevOps. In every episode, we'll speak to fascinating DevOps experts who will take us on a deep dive into their professional expertise. Today, we're hosting Sam Bahabad and Erez Dayagi from Cloud Hero. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, you, you don't see it, but these two guys are really tall, really big, and really impressive. But I just wanted to ask you a little bit to tell me about yourself. Who are you and... How did you get to start your own company like Cloud Hero? So uh, my name is Sam. I've been doing this for a while. Before Cloud Hero, I used to uh, run an AWS and Azure reseller. And it drove me crazy that people would argue about uh, 10 uh, more dollars uh, for some consulting or $100 for some software, but would leave their... Uh, cloud machines worth $18,000 a month on for ages. Yeah, so eventually I ended up uh, saying, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, and there's, because people negotiate what can be negotiated. So I decided it's time to be able to negotiate with the cloud. So I started by creating this little software that negotiates with the cloud for you, basically, and gets you a lot of savings. And uh, that's how this uh, came about. Before that, I did a lot of big data and AI stuff. Uh, even before the hype yeah. of OpenAI, mm-hmm. I, we, we did do that. Uh, did middleware before that and so on. But it's a long history, so we'll skip it. How old are you? Uh, that's not a good question to ask <laughs> on the podcast. 35. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. You're young. A couple of times, I think. But, yeah, uh, a couple of 35. We, we, we need to figure out what the factor is on that one. <laughs> No, but it's, it's a big history for, uh, you know, uh, for 35 years mm-hmm. old. Exactly. I was, I'm, I'm more than... I studied, uh, I studied uh, electric engineering in the Technion many years ago. Oh. Erel, how did you get to meet Sam? How did you get to Cloud Hero? Um, well, first of all, to do Cloud Hero, you need to love two aspects. First, you must love technology. And second, um, you really need to, to love numbers. So... I've been handling numbers from, I think, from the kindergarten. I did my five, uh, five degrees on math uh, on, I think it was the 10th grade. So everything in my mind is numbers, numbers and technology. So this is why... Wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. On the 10th grade? Yeah, 10th grade. Oh. Um, so what's called, called Balgut. Instead of the 12th grade, I did it on the 10th grade. So and, and, and even in, among all my friends, I'm the one that's handling all the numbers. So to do... You're doing the checks in the restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> um, so to do Cloud Euro and to do FinOps and cost optimizations, you need to have them both, technology and numbers. Um, I did um, technology for almost 20 years back, starting from the military. I uh, started what's called Basmach uh, Mambram. And then... The whole core and the old, you know, uh, managing departments, but a lot, a lot of technologies. And the last uh, four years I've been doing FinOps and the last one and a half years with Sam on Cloud Hero. 
How did you guys meet, if I can ask? Is it confidential? No, I stole uh, Eris from one of our resellers. Uh, yes, well, he was good with numbers and good with technology, which uh, is a perfect fit for what we do, because what we do is basically crunch numbers and understand what the, what's the effect on technology and how you can make the numbers smaller. <laughs> okay, so we're two big people making numbers smaller. Uh, and uh, he was very good at, uh, with that. And uh, I, uh, I basically stole him. I told him uh, he should uh, move on to the software side, not the service side. And uh, I think he was happy about it. I think he still is. <laughs> exactly. I want to ask you, uh, what challenged you in the day-to-day with, uh, with Cloud Hero? What your challenge is? Well, the, basically, a startup means multiple challenges. Uh, I think the... Uh, biggest one is uh, the ability to keep on uh, innovating while you're servicing uh, customers in uh, growing revenue that is i think our biggest challenge as a startup uh, technology wise there's a new challenge every day you get um, you get all kinds of things happening when you grow and you're collecting tons of data from clouds And uh, everything tends to break when you throw tons of data on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a very big technology challenge that we face almost daily. Is there like a big triumph you can, you can name? Well, uh, we've, uh, I think the biggest triumph was uh, understanding Asia. <laughs> Asia is... Nobody uh, really understands Asia. A- a- Asia, Asia is, exactly. is complicated. Yeah. Uh, it tends to throw curveballs at you. <laughs> And um, we threw a lot of work out just because we thought it's going to work. And eventually when Erez came back and said, well, but two and two put together never ended up to be five before I looked at your system. And we said, yeah, yeah, that's kind of uh, weird. Um, so it takes a while to figure out how to work with a cloud that is on one hand very complicated, on the other hand very, very much Uh, the fastest growing in the market. So we're very focused on it, and it's very challenging. So I think that is the biggest triumph uh, this far. Nice. So I wanted to ask, um, when you're thinking about uh, Cloud Hero, who's your target audience? Who do you want to... Like, when I'm going to advertise this podcast and I'm going to tell, hey guys, all the developers should come, or all the CEOs should come, or all the CFOs, who, who's going to be the... The audience of this so first of all since we are aiming Asia um, as our main cloud provider but we do support AWS and DCP it a little bit shift our audience um, we are not uh, aiming at small startups we are aiming at on organizations that spend around one hundred thousand dollars per month on cloud consumption so it tends to be uh, the more mature and startup or more like enterprises uh, mm-hmm. and uh, SMBs um, now inside the organization we a- everyone can be our you know our go-to go-to person it can be uh, a devops that really intrigued in, in finops it could be the finops himself it could be the the VPR and D the procurement the CFO um, now there's a lot of um, in the market there are two two trends one trend said that That the main buyer of finups will be the CFO but the CTOs says no it will be I will be the main uh, buyer so we're just aiming at both 
but when uh, my customer he comes to me and he says okay i want to set up a really robust infrastructure i want it to be highly available and i want it to run all the time and i want to be able to do an sla of 99.999 and i said okay i'm i'm going to get it to you and then at the end of the month he looks at the bill and he asks me is this your phone number and i'm like no this is the actual bill so <laughs> how can you um How can you put these two words together? Is, is it going something that's going to work? It's kind of the acronym security versus performance, high availability versus cost, right? Yeah. It's always the... the there's uh, a tension. Th- there's a tension. Yeah. There's always a tension between them. Now, the great thing about what we do is that um, we allow you to build whatever you want and we slowly... migrate that into something that is not less performant or less available but less costly uh, we can give multiple examples of this but I think my favorite one is not what you've built it's the trash you've left behind somebody once referred to DevOps people as constructors only they never destruct anything they will just build the next thing they're also usually the busiest part of the organization and And they don't have time to clean up everything always go to the garbage collector Ex- at, the, at the devops exactly so so the idea is that first of all let's not leave things that we do not need hanging there because they cost you money yeah. okay so we find a gazillion things that are firewalls with no request for the last three months do you feel they're available and the second thing is okay you want a very high performance the question is you What's impeding you, okay? Availability. How much time will it take for the database to shift? Does it shift immediately or will it hiccup? If, it, if your idea is that it will take two minutes for the database to switch, in those two minutes, you can start an entire infrastructure in the cloud. So definitely do not hurt production no matter what, because once you've hurt it, It doesn't matter if it's your phone number or the bill. Nobody's going to talk to you anymore. Nobody's going to call you on that one, right? Uh, do not hurt production, but there's a ton of things you can do, and we have a lot of recommendations of what you can do within the limits of not hurting production that will save you a lot of money. Some of it is pure financial management, commitment management, reservation management. These are things that have nothing to do with your production, not touching your production, And they'll give you a very substantial discount we've known to give you 50 cents on the dollar uh, discount without touching anything not deleting anything nothing just for reservations uh, or things like that so yes. maybe maybe we can touch a little bit on that um, what are the trends right now in finops what do you see first of all uh, don't tell anybody but the clouds are have started to raise their prices. Now, how do they raise, raise the prices? By lowering discounts. So when you change the price list, price list, everybody notices and everybody knows. The other way to do it around is to say, um, this specific or special discount doesn't exist anymore. Now, if you've been using it and it gives you a 5% discount, that has disappeared. That, that is very good equivalent to raising the cost by 5%. So we see that the clouds are trying to push the customers towards the more convenient but less discounted products like saving plans. 
get a saving plan, you'll get less of a discount, but there's nothing to manage. You just buy it and it's there. Mm -hmm. Not flexible, has multiple problems. In general, what happens is that it clears your head. It also clears your wallet. Um, so we see that trend going on, okay, where clouds are trying to, you know, renegotiate prices by moving to new financial tools that are more comfortable but not as um, effective and in savings. We don't see a push, right? There's no push from the other side. The customers there are... Is, there, there is. is. We do have customers coming back and saying, look, guys, if, if we move to this, we're going to lose X millions of dollars. And we are talking millions of dollars a year. Um, we're going to lose X millions of dollars. So we are not happy with rule changes. By the way, sometimes it's mid... A contract because all of them have EDPs or EAs or Max or whatever. Mm -hmm. We are not happy with these changes mid-contract. We would like to keep operating as we did because we have a budget for the next few years and we would like to stay on budget. I think on top of it, another trend that let's say like three, four years ago, most customers will have used one cloud provider and let's say 10, 15, maybe 20 um services these days we see more and more customers that are doing multiple cloud cloud provider platforms and using more and more native uh, services of the cloud provider um, so the regular let's say recommendation regular optimization need to to get to a, a better per, uh, performance and cover more and more resources so what do you see like for the next five years where is it going to That is an excellent question. Yeah, yeah. You, wish <laughs> you, you wish you would know that, right? No, I mean, if you claim to see where the cloud is going the next five years, then um, I suggest uh, we, we crown you. <laughs> um, it, it's very, very, very difficult uh, to um, predict, especially into the future. So what we can say is that First of all, it's only the first steps. There's a lot of organizations that have, you know, that they've, they've dipped their toes in it, but they're not in at all. I mean, they're not totally committed. There's a lot of organizations that are going to be committing in the next five years. So the, the cloud consumption is definitely, definitely going, going to grow substantially. More clouds or more services or... More customers, more customers, basically. More customers and, and to be more specific, more workloads. So there's a ton of customers on, in, on the cloud, but they're doing, you know, something, okay? Um, when Andy was uh, the chief of AWS, he used to uh, say this in every uh, reInvent that, you know, the cloud uh, is 3%, 4%, 5% of the entire data center uh, market. I think it's more than that now. I would estimate we're around 11, and with, I think it's going to grow substantially. You will definitely see other clouds as well, but I think the three big ones are going to have a huge market share combined. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to see a lot of more workloads coming in, and then that means that the financials around it are going to get more attention and are going to become a ever more uh, bigger part of the organization budget. So more attention, more part of the budget, therefore you're going to require more control. And that's, I think, where it's going. It's going into the control and automation part. How do I control this and how do I make sure this doesn't overflow for me? That's a really good perspective on it and a really good vision for it. 
uh, if you ask me. Let's do yes. some personal questions. So um, you mentioned before we were talking and I, I want to ask you a little bit about like, how do you balance your work-life balance? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Same. We don't, I think. You, you can take this time to say hi to your wife if you want. Or, uh, <laughs> She's not uh, going to listen. She's from a different uh, area and uh, we work a lot um, and we try to have fun, but uh, balance is not a key part in our generation. <laughs> no, <laughs> pretty extreme, right? Uh, this, it this is, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, I remember Yair Lapid said that uh, one day his father came home and uh, he asked him, where have you been uh, for the last 18 years? And he said, at work. So I think uh, that's what we grew up on. First, there's no real work-life balance, but we do aim that the weekends will be off, off limits, you know, uh, Yeah. as much as possible uh, so we have have family time and everything yeah i i i'm not religious and i do not work on saturdays no it's it's very important i can tell you that i think this saturday was one of the first time for a long time that i didn't have anything about work nothing i didn't touch and i was like whoa that's a big change you know <laughs> but i also have like a four months old the question is do you keep thinking about work on Saturday on the weekends well, who can think with all the noise <laughs> it, it, no no okay. I, I'm pushing things towards the end of the Saturday and then on Sunday morning I I take it <laughs> like all the work that I pushed all the tasks it's good um, so I want to do uh, this game that we do and we ask uh, it's a uh, association game right i'm gonna say a word and you're gonna just jump and say the first thing that comes into your head or uh, idea or what do you think about it's a bad game for sam really bad game. <laughs> <laughs> i know you. <laughs> it's gonna be a long answers or no uh, <laughs> so i think it's referring to my associative world <laughs> oh uh, i would love to hear some uh, some wild associations for for git you know so we can talk about it so let's Start with the first one, uh, infrastructure as code. Yeah, we have that one already. <laughs> That's old news. Yeah, you have that for... That's uh, old news. Uh, Yak is old news. Old news. It's, yeah. it's not yet implemented in enterprises. What do you think about observability? Uh, we think we need more of it. Yeah, not enough. Uh, I think we're just beginning. I think the reason, one of the reasons uh, Cloud Hero exists is that they showed me a software, I will not mention which, and told me this is the best. And I said, if this is the best, we need a new one. I think the lack of flexibility and the lack of ability to customize what I see to what I'm interested in is horrible. And uh, that's one of our strong suits. We are able to quickly customize the, uh, um, the visualization to suit what you're interested in because everybody in the organization is interested in something else. And, and what matters to him? Not if the organization is spending a million dollars a month. Ah, me. It's um, no. a one word, no? Oh, you can take it. Okay, <laughs> next one. Okay. Next one is on me. No problem. Um, so I always ask this one. Kubernetes. Because, you know, Kubernetes. First, we support it, of <laughs> course. Uh, it's the future of uh, to change all the us. Um, but 
if I take it to observability, you still need observability and you need op- automated optimization as part of the Kubernetes. It's it's totally whole world that most DevOps don't understand. Um, we do have those observability inside Kubernetes optimization. Um, that's it, I think. Leadership. Now, you want to ask this? <laughs> In Israel, today. <laughs> or in Cloud Hero. <laughs> that is ridiculous, I'm telling you. you but, but you see... Like the, the first word that comes to mind is no. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at the business world, when you look on what's happening in Israel during this time, um, it's, I, it's I, actually I, interesting because it feels like the... I, I won't get into politics and everything, but it feels like there are some leaders, you can see it, In the business community, you can see leaders. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to, to see like, what are your thoughts on, about leadership? That's a very tough question. Um, I think we have a huge lack of leadership worldwide in almost every area. You know what I really like to ask my friends? Uh, I hope you cut this one out. But <laughs> no way. <laughs> what's the... new feature on iPhone or any Apple, any Apple product since uh, Steve Jobs died. I'm not an Apple user, so uh, you can tell me. Neither am I, but Erez is. And ask your friends, uh, you'll find them scratching their head. Uh, everything is bigger, faster. Bigger, faster is not a new feature. No innovation. Yes. If you look at this at every level, by the way, you'll see that we have become mechanics, not innovators. I think that's what we are missing uh, from leaders uh, in, every, in every aspect, from politics all the way down to gardening. And if we take it to cloud, I won't mention names, <laughs> but one of the biggest cloud providers uh, held a big conference in the last six months. Um, and I think that 90% of everyone that came out of this conference said, okay, so what's new? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So yeah. it's the same for Apple. It's the same for this cloud provider. We won't mention names. Except Apple. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Apple is still a very big company. I don't think the past podcast is going to throw the... Uh, Um, stock curve ball. No. Apple, <laughs> Apple, if you're listening, please don't. Um, <laughs> never mind. Um, great. So la- one last thing. I really would love to get some recommendation. You're, uh, actually, I really loved what you talked about, uh, leadership. So I would love to get some recommendation from you about uh, what can I read or some movie that you saw lately that you liked. What inspired you? Well... Um, I don't read a lot. Work, uh, work-life balance. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean... I Just don't reports. Re- I read everything that uh, <laughs> ChatGPT has to tell me in answers to my questions. Uh, but uh, I saw... We saw um, The Bomb Maker, um, Eisenhower. We saw the movie in one shot. It's a very long movie. Uh, very, very well made. Uh, very, very interesting. Um, I'm not sure it's inspiring, but I would definitely watch it again. On my end, I really love um, movies that tell a story, an historic story. I think the best one that I like was Argo. Argo? Argo. Yeah. Wow. It's about taking all the Israelis out of Iran when 
um, everything was colla- was collapsing, and it, it, it was if, if we are talking more um, uh, on the current days. On the 6th of October, I wanted to, to start watching Golda. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that I will see it in the upcoming month because I don't have, have time, but I think, well, these kind of movies I, I like. They, they give you a story about something or, of course, Netflix, Ellie Cohen. I haven't watched it. Uh, it's one of the best, yeah. really. I will put it in my uh, playlist. I hope that I will get to it and some Saturday when I don't have work or something. Um, guys, it was really great having you here. Uh, really interesting. I hope uh, that we will meet very soon because I know that we will meet on uh, February 13 on three o'clock. It's going to be a Tech Tuesday and you're going to show us how to use your platform. You're going to tell us uh, how to use Cloud Hero. That's Cloud Hero with an I. I didn't ask you, but... It means uh, kind... In uh, Japanese. Nice. You're really two kind people, so it's, <laughs> it's really nice to, to know the meaning behind this. I had a great time. We'll meet again with everyone. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. This podcast is a review of Develop's Tech Tuesday webinar. So if you're interested in our in-depth discussion about the latest development in DevOps, check out the webinar on our website and the show notes.